Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, This week, I'm really excited to have um, some Instagram experts on the show. So they're going to give you guys tons of good information. Um, They are Viv Conway and Tasha Mays, two millennials on a mission to help everyone reap the infinite benefits of nailing Instagram. Um, They're also the hosts of Ace the Gram podcast and owners of an Instagram specialty company, Ace the Gram. So thanks so much for joining me. Thanks so much for having us. Um, you'll have to excuse us if we talk over each other because we're currently in isolation and we've never done a podcast where we're not sitting next to each other before. <laughs> That's true. You can't no, like, pick up on the here. social cues, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. And for reference, the voice speaking, I'm Tash. And I'm Jeff. Awesome. Oh, and yeah, they're in New Zealand, if you can't tell by their adorable accents. Like, they're just so cute. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so, yeah, I'm just so glad that we were able to to get this going and um, I can't wait. Like I was looking at y'all's Instagram and website and everything and I just can't wait to learn everything. Um, yeah. So if you want to tell us like how you guys got started and, you know, just like the history and all that stuff. Yeah, sure. So um, Tash and I actually met when we were at university or college, as you may know, from the States, and we were actually put in the same group project while we were studying food science, so a little bit different to what we do now. Um, But I suppose we came to Instagram in a couple of different ways. I myself was like selling sportswear online through Instagram and using Instagram as the channel to drive the majority of my traffic to make sales. And Tash, on the other hand, was using Instagram as a a sort of platform or portfolio so that she could go and show future employers what her sort of skills are and what she could kind of do with food. And that then then led to her becoming um, more of like a foodie influencer. So we we kind of had that brand and influencer aspects to what we do, which makes it really, um, really beneficial when we're working with influencers and running big campaigns. Awesome. And yeah, you guys work with people all over the world, right? Yep, yep. We've got clients in a range of industries and a range of locations, which is always interesting because, um, you know, someone who has an events company has a completely different Instagram strategy to someone who has an e-com product. And, you know, the New Zealand influence market is different to the Australian one and so on. So it's been really um, amazing for us because we've learned so much about the industry, sort of being in it and working from it. So, yeah, it's been good. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So I, I have a marketing company and I work with a lot of different industries as well. And, you know, when I talk to people, they're like, well, don't you just do this for them and them? And I'm like, no, like everybody's has a different strategy and different tools and different audiences, you know? So I think some people forget that. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, they definitely I, do. Yeah. I think we've, um, we've obviously streamlined our business so that, um, you know, because that's the only way we could sort of scale, but also within that, um, that's why we've stayed so specialist in Instagram and so specific so that within that there can be that fluidity in ways that we can, you know, tailor an Instagram strategy to each client. So yeah, it's been an interesting journey for the last sort of six years. Oh, that's awesome. That's how long you guys have been doing it? 
Um, we've been on Instagram marketing for six years, but we've had Ace the Gram for just a, about four years now. Awesome. That's so exciting. Um, so do you guys have any like Instagram, like, like what's your number one tip for Instagram? Yeah, I think, I think the best thing that you can do in terms of Instagram, um, and we were running a workshop yesterday actually, and I think um, one of the bings, biggest things that came from that was actually talking about, um, you know, using Instagram as a platform, but accepting that it's going to change as well. So one of the best things that you can do is figure out, okay, well, what's actually, what, you know, how is Instagram choosing to show my content to people? And um, what are some things that I can do to make sure uh, I am showing to people? How can I be of more value? Um, and how can I use it as a channel for my marketing? Yeah, and I think that's right as it comes all back to your intention. So figuring out what success on Instagram is for you is really important so that you are measuring the right, you know, KPIs. So it's, um, you know, whether you are an FMCG business and you want lots of followers so that you have social proofing when you approach the supermarkets to be stocked, um, that's a totally different intention than if you are a, you know, local hairdresser and you just want to fill your client books because then followers don't matter and it's more about you know building that community engagement and getting in front of those core people in the community um so I think the number one tip would be figuring out your crystal clear intention and then having all things match that so your content match that your you know your growth strategy match that and just everything comes back to that intention yeah I love that that I mean it makes total sense you know um for sure um and then, so you mentioned change. I was like, actually kind of another thing I wanted to kind of ask, like, do you guys have any like predictions for 2020 for like Instagram, any changes or anything that we should be aware of? Yeah, I think what, um, you know, in terms of where the platform has come from, I've, you know, I think I looked the other day and my first post was in 2014, which was quite a while ago. And having watched the platform kind of grow and evolve since then, um, it kind of, it kind of, makes you realize what their next move might be. So for 2020, um, we were watching a webinar hosted by Instagram the other day. And one of the biggest things that stood out is that the the push that they have on shopping is massive. So I think we I think we remember when, say, Facebook decided to monetize and they penalized a lot of business pages over on their platform. And so it kind of just made it a pay-to-play platform so you had to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, we've always thought it would be interesting how Instagram would, you know, adapt the same strategy. And it seems to be that we will... Um, or we think anyway, that we'll move more towards a platform where, you know, Instagram will be saving your payment data within the platform. So it's really easy to buy. It'll become like this massive um, buying tool. And with that being said, it means that actually, well, let's have a think about where your business is at right now, Um, especially in the current climate. Do you have something that you can offer online? Or if you're not already using shoppable tags, now's probably a really great time to use them because Instagram is going to be pushing that shopping feature massively, especially if it becomes super easy to buy and receive products yeah and I think that's what we've um the overarching sort of prediction that we have and what we've already noticed with user behavior is um you know people are using Instagram more as a tool these days to find products and services and you know if you're going traveling and you might be looking at the cafes in the area on Google and then you might actually compare them against each other on Instagram and choose the one with the best looking food etc so but people the difference is now if they do that they're not necessarily liking and following that page that they choose to go to that cafe 
they're just doing that, they're using it as a tool. So that cafe is putting out their content um, and then they have this customer and they have no idea that the customer actually came from Instagram because they left no trace. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been a huge shift that we've seen of people are engaging less and following less, but they're actually having a, a powerful Instagram page for a business is the best time that's ever been because people are actually converting from it more than they ever have before. Yeah, that makes so much sense. I mean, I never really thought of it in that way, like that it's a tool that people, because, you know, everybody, like we all, I mean, what is it, like 94% of our, when people get on the computer, it's a search, you know, like they're looking for something, they're trying to figure something out. And so like, I know my brother-in-law last year, he was like building out a van and he's not even on Instagram, but he would just like, I could see him, he would kind of do that same thing. He'd be Googling and then he'd go look at Instagram. He'd like kind of compare those together and he'd be like, oh, look at this. And I'm like, you're on Instagram? He's like, no. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yep, totally. And it's such a powerful way to show, you know, the whole picture of your business or your service. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really cool watching people pivot at the moment and using Instagram as that tool to share that news because um, we had a person in our workshop yesterday and she, because of the current climate, um, can't run her overseas retreats, mm. um, with which was sort of holistic healing retreats and things. And then she's pivoted from this and she's like, okay, it's finally time that we did the online course equivalent. Like we're going to build this out. We're going to do this. And because she had built that audience on Instagram for the in-person retreats, that means that, you know, she's so much further ahead when it comes to pivoting and then sharing that news and having that ready ready to buy audience who's already interested and she can share that with that online audience where everyone is already hanging out um, and then they can then be directed to her courses and her website so it's such a powerful way of you know reaching and connecting with our target audience yeah totally like just building up that you know those relationships with with your people like the people that want to hear from you yeah yeah awesome um so what like so that would be like like so what would be like the best content for people to share on Instagram or to, like, you know, for different, different types of businesses? Like, yeah, great question. Um, I think your content strategy does come back to that intention, but it's also really important that people do have a focus on their content because at the end of the day, Instagram is a visual platform. Um, and whatever, their first touch point is with your brand is normally via social media. So, you know, the the quality of your content is directly the quality that they'll perceive your brand to be. So if you're, you know, a high-end brand, a high-end clothing brand, and then you get, you know, the new staff member to start running the Instagram account and just take some photos, um, then that's that's the impression people have of your brand, not, you know, all this all this time and energy and resource and money that you've put into building this beautiful brand. So I think um a great way that, tip for businesses is you know especially if you've got a product business or a service business just do um if you don't have an in-house person that can shoot beautiful content then just get batched content every couple of months just get a photographer in get a social bank so that then you can start to use that um throughout the year for various um you know hype posts and launches and just making your page look really slick um and in saying that as well there are, there are a few things when it comes to content that we need to keep an eye on. So the first thing is that we've got to obviously attract and give value to our target audience um, because at the end of the day, people are only interested in what you can do for them. Um, so you've got to 
put out content that's going to catch their eye and make them interested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in saying that, if we're a business with an intention to sell more, then the second tier of that is we've also got to put out our key messages that will, you know, translate into sales. So it's sort of like the Gary Vee thing of like jab, 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 right hook. We've mm-hmm. got to entice them with um, value-giving posts and um, information and education and, you know, pretty imagery. And then we've got – and then we are allowed to actually sell as well on Instagram. So, yeah, it's that two-tiered approach. I love it. It's perfect. Um, so how many – like with, with that, like with the strategy, like you said, the jab, jab, right hook um like what is like the best how many times should everybody be posting like how many times a week or you know in stories like is there any like very definitive guide on on how often we should be posting I thought that might be the next question (laughs) um that uh, that often is the next question um and it's a and it's a good one at that because it is important and it is it is important to understand you know what you're doing on Instagram and be really purposeful with everything you're doing so (laughs) Say a couple of years ago, had you asked the same question, um, I might have given some slightly different advice and said, you know, it's really important to post every day. You know, that was a time when we didn't have stories. So it was important that in order to build those touch points with your audience, um, you need to be in front of them every day. But from where we stand now, where we've got the option of not only feed posts, but also stories. um, And if we look at the behavior amongst those two kind of channels, feed posts everyone's everyone's engagement is dropping in feed posts so um, you might know as a user yourself you might not be scrolling as much anymore you might be scrolling but not liking as much anymore Um, but then on stories you'll probably have seen that your story views have increased you as a person probably watch stories a little bit more maybe your good friends you know or the brands that you love their stories pop to the top of your feed Um, so we are seeing increases in stories and um, posts are still there and they're still happening but they're not as um I mean, they're not as like crucial as they used to be. So Mm -hmm. I, and what advice we normally give is ask yourself, like, how often can I provide value to my audience? So in terms of feed posts, how often can I provide like really awesome information or amazing imagery or just really good content that I know, like Tash was saying before, is going to make someone feel really awesome or it's going to make, it's going to resonate with them and make them trust your brand and um, eventually convert to say buying your product or service. So for some people, that might only be two or three times a week. Um, and on the flip side of that, in terms of stories, the massive benefit there is while our content does need to be, you know, a finished portfolio, it needs to really speak a thousand words for our brand. Our stories can be um, almost, you know, they can be the behind the scenes. Users expect them to be a little bit more raw and mm-hmm. authentic, um, if, if that's the right word, you know, like they expect to see, um, you know, a face to camera story if you want to be that person behind the brand or, um, you know, time lapses of different things and happenings um, and you with your manufacturing and stuff. So it, it allows us to then not only put out this really high quality, um, you know, front facing content on our feed, but then also populate those stories every day if you can um, with constant content, because what those stats are telling us is that before anyone will even make the decision to say, um, you know, buy a product or even click over the website, we need between five and 12 touch points before they actually take that action. So if you've posted a few times on their feed, they've seen a few stories, then maybe they hear, you know, a friend talk about it or they get served another Facebook ad. It's that kind of, it's those kind of touch points that we need to be building up with our audience to actually see those conversions. I love that. That makes total sense. You know, cause I feel like sometimes, you know, sometimes business owners, you know, like they're like, okay, I just need to get something up. I need to get something up because I haven't put something up, you know, but it's like, what you're saying is we really just need to know how often that it's really going to be meaningful and actually create content that, you know, they'll 
they actually engage with and like. And that's way more important than just throwing something up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it all comes back to what Tash was talking about earlier in terms of your intention. It's like, okay, well, why, what are you using this platform for? And in doing that, is it important that we educate people about the product? You know, have you got a high cost product that they're not just going to sort of, um, you know, panic purchase or whatever? Do we need to actually take people on a bit of a sales journey through this before we get them to where we want them to go? Or, um, you know, do I just want people to click the link in my bio to, you know, get onto my email list so I can further nurture that relationship there? It's Yeah, you just got to think a little bit more about your customer journey um, versus, you know, a few years ago where it was a bit of a haphazard approach. Um, now we can really be really like purposeful with everything that we do on Instagram um, and we'll get results to show for that. That's awesome. I love it. Um, so would you guys have any like any like special apps that you use for Instagram or like what are your favorite ones that people could use? Like I just discovered the spaces one the other day where it makes my thing look all pretty and that all jumbled together the text. I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those little those little apps could be such game yeah, changers. Just they so really helpful. Are. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, definitely. So we use a couple of little apps. Um for editing, my go-to is Lightroom, the app Lightroom, which is free from Adobe. And then you can buy presets from you know, influencers or people that have an aesthetic that you like and that's how you can get a really cohesive looking feed that all sort of is the same color tones. Um, we also like, there's an app called When to Post, which will tell you the right time to post for your account. Um, yeah, it's really useful. Um, we like Sked for scheduling. So um, if you, you know, are finding that it's taking up heaps of your time and you want to be a little bit more organized with your posting, you can sit there on, say, Monday morning and schedule a week's or two weeks worth of content. And you can also schedule stories. And Skid's great because it has all these features that mean you can, um, you know, tag people and you can um, use hashtags in the first comment and all of the features that you would want to use. Um, and then I guess a app that I really like is UNUM. And it basically means that you can plan your feed so it all looks really nice and you know that it's going to look nice before you post it. So those are, those are my top ones. Yeah, those are awesome. Um, I haven't heard of any of them, so I'm really excited. And then you said something about the hashtags. So I've heard so many people say, put it at the end of your post and so many people say, put it in the first comment. What is y'all's like thought on that? Um, I think for hashtags that best way to think about them is just do do like a research on them just once so you don't have to think of hashtags every single time that you post a post mm -hmm. um so the way that I do it is I have different content pillars for my account so I might have food I might have lifestyle and I might have um something else and then under each of those content pillars I'll just have a list of hashtags that are relevant to that content pillar and then when I post a post if I'm posting you know a food image I'll post the food image I'll go over to the notes on my phone copy those hashtags and then paste them in the first comment and the only reason we post them in the first comment is because they're only for functionality to be shown to more people. So we don't want it to distract people when they're reading our caption. Um, and some people do like, you know, dot, 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 see more and mm -hmm. then the hashtags come up, um, which is fine, but it's just a little bit disappointing sometimes if you click see more and then all you see is hashtags. Um, yeah, so uh, that's what we recommend. Just it's the same in the algorithm to put them in the first comment, um, but you've just got to do them fast because it is time sensitive. Yeah. 
Yay. Okay. That's what, so I always use them in the first comment too, but you know, like I said, I've seen so many different arguments for both sides. So I just wanted to get y'all's opinion. <laughs> yes. Yep. No, you're right. <laughs> um, awesome. I love all of the Instagram, uh, goodness. Um, I've got a few other questions. Um, not so much Instagram related, but, um, just like you guys as business owners, um, you know, like what do you guys do to like help your business grow? You know, how do you get out of your comfort zone? Um, and like, do you have any advice for other business owners to do that? Yeah, I think the biggest, um, great question. I love this question. I think the biggest sort of turning point for us, um, was actually getting a business mentor. But with that being said, a business mentor that we were kind of scared of. Um, she was, you know, she'd been a client in the past and she said, Hey, look, I'm, I want to, um, you know, try business mentoring and she's very successful in her own right and has a lot of, um, you know, experience being a CFO and in her own businesses. Um, and because we didn't, because in the past we'd had business mentors that, you know, we knew we had, you know, that were friends or whatever that we had a really um, deep personal connection with. It was really interesting to see us work with someone that was um, a little bit more of an outsider and it was honestly the best thing we've ever done. So having the, you know, having someone's someone um you know keeping you accountable that you really don't want to um upset or do wrong by um and then on top of that just the planning in terms of a lot of um financial forecasting and stuff which we hadn't done in depth before um she was awesome at going through that and she still is um we still work with so so i would say that was one of the biggest things um that has you know improved our business Yep, definitely that planning. We've forecasted our whole year with actual, you know, budgets and broken everything down from a year into months into weeks. And it's definitely, you know, creating that roadmap for success as opposed to floundering, which we did a little bit before. So I <laughs> highly recommend that. Yeah, well, it's easy. You know, I mean, we get into business and there's a million things to do. And I mean, I don't know about y'all, but trying to do numbers and stuff is like the last thing that I ever feel like doing <laughs> like just all the budget yeah. and bills and then you know all that I can't I don't like doing that so but yeah so it's so easy to start that my husband actually took all that over thank god so I don't have to deal with it <laughs> oh it's so good when you find someone that kind of likes it and you're just like oh <laughs> right. we haven't we haven't been able to pass it off yet we'll find someone eventually so first <laughs> you have to do it but um yeah one day <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so the last part of the podcast, I always ask um, your five favorites. Um, so I add, like, what's your favorite book? Because we have a book club. We have like the Bubbles and Biz book club where I take all the recommendations of what people give and we read the book each month. Um, your favorite drink, favorite thing to do to relax, favorite thing to watch and place to go. And I can repeat those too. <laughs> cool. I was like <laughs> about to write them down. I was right. like, I get these. <laughs> so what's your uh, favorite book? Well, uh, I can go first if you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, favorite book. I find it really hard to um, pick a favorite book, but I'll I'll give you um, the last one that I've been reading, the most recent one, which I've really enjoyed. Um, it's called Unleashing Greatness by David Galbraith, and it's very, very cool. Um, he's a he's a psychologist and talks through a lot about um, you know acting from courage, and it's it's a very cool analogy. And I really I really enjoyed that book. Mm -hmm. um, Favorite drink would be, oh, this is actually very hard. I haven't thought about this. <laughs> um, what is my favorite drink? And it could be anything. Like, it doesn't have to be like alcohol or you know any like water, anything. I'm yeah, so I, glad I you're do. getting us to do this because I try and ask Viv questions every day. Like, Viv, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite lolly? And she is so is not her talent to come up with one thing. <laughs> I'm not very decisive. <laughs> um, you know what? I really like. I really like. You like uh, flats. 
You like or, co- Coke when you're hungover. Oh, yes, I do like Coke or green <laughs> smoothie. Yeah. Oh, you love a green smoothie as well. I do love a green smoothie. <laughs> um, in terms of doing something to relax, uh, I like to do absolutely nothing. That's probably what I do. <laughs> Me to too. Relax. I love it. Like just doing apps. Yeah. Um, in terms of what to watch, again, I'm going to pick something that I've just watched recently, which is Lovesick on Netflix. It is so funny. It is just so funny. I haven't seen that um, one. Yeah, it's a it's a British one. It is so, so funny. It's been keeping me entertained recently, and I'm sure it will do for the rest of the lockdown. Right. <laughs> I know. It's like, um, this is, like, more important than everything else now. Stuff to watch. So, like, all I know, lockdown. I know. I know. Yeah. I was considering getting Amazon Prime last night. I was like, I'm going to run out of things on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're so right. Yeah. Or I do love Shit's Creek. That is one oh. of my all-time favorite mm. shows. It is hilarious. I was just like recently introduced to it and I just binge watched like the four, I mean, the four seasons on Netflix. It's amazing. Do you know that they've done a a recent study on what the most popular shows are while people have been in lockdown or isolation and Schitt's Creek is number two. Oh, really? (gasps) Yeah. I believe it. David Rose, he makes, I I just like start laughing just thinking about it. (laughs) I know, right? He's so good. Him and Alexis just yes. make my life. Make sure next time you're on Instagram looking for gifts, search shits, and it'll come up with all the Shits Creek gifts. Oh, yay. Good to know. I'm making notes for that. <laughs> all the facial features. It's so funny. Um, favorite place to go? Yep. This is, I don't think I can choose that. That is just way out of my decisive depth. Um, oh, I don't know. Probably the beach. Probably the beach. Mm. I love the beach. All right, Tash, you're up. Um, that was quite a good memory. Jeez. Um, as in of like thinking of all the questions. So the first thing was favorite book. Book. Um, so I am more a podcast gal than a book gal lately. Um, but I remember one of the books that really changed a lot was when I was at university and I read The Defining Decade by mm. Meg Jay. And it is, it's about how 20 is not the new 30. Um, and it's just really good at sort of um, – direction and like yeah it was just such a powerful book so I highly recommend that um I then it was drink yes um I like an iced decaf almond mocha <laughs> that would be my <laughs> my None drink of of like it. <laughs> <laughs> my drink of choice um can you make those at home like while you're in lockdown unfortunately not no oh, sorry <laughs> So, um, but I've actually got into real coffee lately. I've been pushing the boat out. I've been having a real coffee and zinging as opposed to decaf. But anyway, <laughs> um, and then TV show was next. Uh, yeah, that, we can do go with that one. Yeah, thing to watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, oh, what have we watched recently, which has been amazing? Um, oh, I watched, um, even though it's a movie, I watched The Big Short for the first time. I know it's kind of old now, but it was so good and such a good, you know, educational experience as well about um, the housing crisis in the US back back when it happened, etc. So yeah, that was yeah. really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked watching that. Yeah, I love that movie. So good, eh? Um, and what was the last question? Um, thing to what, do to relax. Yeah. Oh, thing to do to relax. I like going for a walk. Mm, I love that. That's I my favourite. Yeah, clears your head so quickly, yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh, and my favourite place to go um, yeah, probably the beach or um, if we're talking about countries, love a trip to Bali. <laughs> mm. I've never been, but I've seen pictures. My husband's best friend, they got engaged over there and it was just like breathtaking. Oh, it's so nice. Such a fan. 
Yeah. And I've never been to New Zealand, but I've had a few friends go down there for like the wine harvest. I was in the, the wine industry for a while and I've heard just amazing stories about y'all's country as well. Yeah, it's a very pretty country. You'll have to come over once where our borders <laughs> open. Once we're allowed. We might we might get like we might be like in excess of wine or something. This is a really good point. This could be like time to shine. Mm-hmm. But also I was I was thinking, you know, because we're in hardcore lockdown, um, and you know, if it, we eradicate corona in New Zealand, then that's great. But our borders might stay closed for quite a while because right. of various countries that aren't Totally. Doing the same thing. So yeah, yeah, who knows how much we could be right. isolated on our own wee island. No, but yeah, you got wine, so I mean, exactly, exactly. <laughs> We've got some good quality um, food and beverages, so we'll be fine. <laughs> awesome. Um, so where can everybody find you guys? Website, Instagram, all that good stuff. Um, best place is probably to listen to Ice Cream Podcast for all the podcasting instagrammy related things um or instagram podcast on any platform so our website is instagram podcast and our instagram page is instagram podcast awesome that's easy enough and i'll I'll put those in the podcast notes yes cool yay um awesome this has been so fun and i really appreciate you guys giving so much information about instagram like i know my listeners are just gonna love it because you know, I feel like a lot of people, you know, they hear that it's growing and it's great. Like it is growing and, but they're just, they're not exactly sure how to use it or if they should be using it, you know? So I'm just really excited that you shared all of your expertise. Thanks so much for having us, Nicole. Yeah. Thanks, Nicole. Yeah. It's been great. So um, thanks for listening, everyone.